So we're on DAF 94A, And the Gemara is trying to analyze why is it that when someone gets married, without knowing for sure that her husband is dead, that the child is for sure a mamzer. Right? When there's two Adim, two witnesses are testifying that the husband is not dead. But what was the original testimony? Was the original testimony two witnesses? The original testimony is two witnesses. It's two against two. And if it's two against two, it shouldn't be a vade mamzer. It should be a suffolk mamzer, a doubtful mamzer. Rather, it must be. So we are about seven lines down. And the third word on the line, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines down, third on the line. So rather, it must be that there's one witness initially. The time is also be tracked for sure. And the reason why that one witness is not believed is because two witnesses came after us and contradicted him. Allah Hachimahamin, what the implication is that if there were not two witnesses contradicted him, he would have been believed. So it must be that it's two against two. Like Rav Acham Yumi said elsewhere. There's a matter of case of Eide Hazama. There are two witnesses who testify that the original two witnesses could not be true. Because the two witnesses who are testifying were actually with us at the time that they claimed to have been witnessing something else in a different place. Different place, I'm sorry. So the halacha is like this. It's fascinating halacha. We'll do this in greater detail in Makkah and Hashem. The halacha is that if two witnesses say, I saw this man kill a woman, other two witnesses come and say, I saw this man, he did not kill that woman. We don't know, we can't trust either of them, right? We can't say either of them are, are conclusively not telling the truth. But if two witnesses come and say, we saw this man kill this woman on this day, and other two witnesses come and say, well, actually, those two witnesses were with us elsewhere at the time that they claimed to have seen it, then their testimony is thrown out. It's not considered to be trade against trade. So over here, we have to say that the case is that the second set of witnesses did not testify that the that the first set of witnesses are not telling the truth because um, the, their details are wrong. They actually said that we were with them. Some will say that Mordechai the Ravashi, some will say it was Ravacha to Ravashi. Tashima, come in here, proof. A woman is not believed to say, Mace Yavami, right? And my Yavam has died, and therefore I can get remarried. But like she also not believed to say my sister has died, and therefore I can go enter into her house and marry her husband. The implication is that only she, that, that woman, could not believe. One, test, one witness who testified would be believed. Well, to me, according to your reason, what do you do at the end of this? A man is not believed to say. His brother has died, and therefore he should be even with his wife. But let me say ishti, and not if he's he's not believed to say my wife has died, and therefore he marry her sister. Right? Chat says sachaisa, and therefore he marry her sister. Who nihu dole mehamin? Is it only that he's not believed? Ha'ed achad mehamin, but one witness is believed. Especially when Gabi Isha makes sense when it comes to a wife. Mishum iguna ekiva barabanan. She's believed because the rabbis in general are lenient when it comes to a neguna. Ale Gabi Yesh, but by a man, mayekalimah. What do you want to say? So where is this Mishnah necessary for? Even from a relationship that is prohibited on a um, just a regular lab, so to speak, where the only punishment is going to be mounted. If people engage in those relations, the, the baby will be a monster. They should say that she'd be worried about messing up her children's lineage, and therefore should be very, very careful to make sure that her husband's dead. that this is not a concern. No, we're not, we don't, we don't think that about that. Rava says one witness is in case of because of what we call a kal shachemer. You could derive from a lighter case of a heavier case. This is a karesi part that you allow a woman to get married again based on testimony of one witness in a prohibition. 
punishment of Karis, how much more so when it's just an Israelab that you're going to allow her to get married based on one woman's testimony. One of the rabbis says to Rabbi, he asks for the Shiach, in our own case, is the opposite. In the case of Karis, you allow her to get married again. You don't allow her to get married again with a regular prohibition. You say that your Yavim has died. So why isn't she believed? Since there are times, maybe she hates the Yavim, and that's why she's claiming this. So she's not going to be very careful to make sure that uh, she just get married without checking carefully. So to one witness as well, to keep in the zim and the sanyale, since there are times when she hates the oven, like that government, so she won't look into it so carefully and she'll end up marrying someone else. Then Majors Darash of Elezer Ben Masia. So it was about this, Elezer Ben Masia explained that um, the specific verse. Amar of Yudam Arav, Abedelar Belezer, the Majors Beit, Marganisa, Vadarash Bechaspa. He could have said, here is a pearl, and instead he ended up producing a chaspa, a piece of pottery. My Marganis, what was the pearl? The Tanya, the Lord of Raisa. Isha Grusha me Isha. It says that a woman who is divorced from her husband cannot be taken. I feel the latest Garisha, Adam Isha, even if she's only divorced from her husband. So the Kuna, she's still disqualified from Kuna. Behind a Reach again, the possible Kuna. This is what we call a Reach again. Something that has the sense of being a divorce document that disqualifies her from getting married to a like the next mission. Someone's wife has gone overseas, right? And they traveled overseas. And they come and they say to him, the wife has passed away, but Nasa is a chesik, is married to his sister. And his wife comes back. You do not want to be that man. Asura, the is, I'm sorry, Mutaras Lachsa, the wife is allowed to come back to him. And he's even permitted to marry the second one's relatives. So you guys, you have a man that's married to a woman. He is then told that his wife has died. He then gets married to the wife's sister. Turns out that marriage was completely under uh, you know, false premises because his wife is still alive. He is still allowed to marry the second wife's relatives. And the second wife is permitted to marry his relatives. If the first one has died, then he's allowed to marry the second. Amrulaita said to him, his wife is dead. And then he marries her sister. Actually, she was alive when he got married to the sister, but then afterwards she died. A child born before the time that the witnesses are claiming that she actually has died, that child is going to be a mamzer, so it's not to marry her. But the next child born after his wife has actually passed away is not Amos. Anybody disqualifies for others also disqualifies for himself. Whoever does not disqualify brothers does not disqualify itself. The Gemara is going to explain what this means. Even if his wife and his brother-in-law, his wife's sister's husband, went overseas together. And witnesses give testimony that his wife has passed away, as well as his brother-in-law in the sense of his wife's brother, of his wife's sister's husband. And what does he do? The Ahani Nisuim, the Kamitsura Ishikise Agise. And this marriage is going to prohibit his brother-in-law's wife to his brother-in-law, like this. Okay, like this. Um, what's the place? Oh, yeah. So it's an interesting case of yours, right? So this guy, his wife and his wife's sister's husband both went out of town together for whatever reason, not like, together in the sense that they were running away together, but they were both went out of town together. And what happens is now they're both claimed to have been, have died, okay? So... It is true that once he gets married to the second sister, right, by mistake, right, he gets married to the second sister, and then her husband comes back overseas, she's now prohibited to her husband. 
Even so, even so, his brother-in-law's sister is still prohibited to his brother-in-law. But his own wife is permitted to him. We don't say that since the wife of his brother-in-law is forbidden to his brother-in-law, by definition, his own wife also should be forbidden to him. Let's say our mission is not like Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva will be like Rabbi Kiva. This will be the case of the sister of his Grusha. The Tanya will learn in the rice. Any arias in the Torah, ain't three chosen men again. None of the arias in the Torah need a divorce document. Puts me eshes ish shenisus al pi bezdin, except for a married woman who gets married with bezdin's permission. The Bekiva meis of af eshes ach vaches isha. Bekiva has a brother's wife and a wife's sister as well. Bekiva and the Amar of Bekiva by get meila, and since Bekiva says that she needs a divorce document, meila is through Then my definition is first wife is going to be forbidden to him. She'll turn it to the sister of his grusha, sister of his divorcee. Was it not stated about the summer of Gizal Amar Umchia by Yosef Amar Rav? Ayesh's achich is done with the gift of a brother's wife. Cases where his brother marries a woman. Then he goes overseas. Then he hears his brother has died. And he goes and he's doing a mess of marrying his brother's wife. And some people might say that the brother isn't coming back. The first guy must have had a condition in his first part of the marriage, and that's why the brother got married. That's why the brother was allowed to marry her, because it must be she was never really married to the first guy. So what's the case of where there's a wife's sister? What's that case? It must be a case where he marries a woman. She goes overseas. And then he hears that she died. He gets up and marries her sister. And she goes, people say, her sister must have had it tonight. She must have had a condition in her marriage. And that's why he's allowed to marry the sister. Because of these situations, where Rikiva actually requires a guest. But in the second stage of marriage, which is what we're talking about over here, where you didn't just have the first stage of marriage, actually the first, second stage. Typically, in the second stage, we don't have a condition. The reason being because if you have a condition, what will come out is that you're causing it to be a situation of what we call bs znuf, of having relations without any purpose of getting married. And therefore, it will be forbidden. So people don't typically have tonight once they do the second stage of marriage. The marriage of someone's mother-in-law after the death of his wife is not a sreifa. It's not punishable by burning. We burn the fire, both he and they. In other words, speaking of the man and also his wife and her mother. He and only the one of them that he married second. Rekiva says both of them are going to get burned, both the wife and the mother. According to Abaya, the Amar is how do you explain the implications of a verse? Shmuel says the Pasuk only mentions one forbidden woman. Rekiva holds that the Pasuk says two. Shafra makes sense. According to Rabba, according to Rabba, says the difference between them is the case of marriage to someone's mother-in-law after the death. This dinami chamosis. Let it also teach mother-in-law. Why is it only teach about a wife? Amalei, she said to him, "Nihiz emiyata kra misreifa." Even though the pasuk excludes her from the penalty of getting burned, nisura miyata kra. Was she also excluded from the prohibition? But they asked her b'shchiva da'chesa. 
Let her be forbidden to her husband to having had relations with her sister. Meaning to have a Shalafim just in case a woman's husband went overseas. And she marries someone based on people telling her that her husband died. And if he comes back, then we say she's not allowed to return to him. Nora says, like dummy, cannot compare these two cases. His wife, if she has relations with someone else intentionally, is forbidden to him on her level. Therefore, the rabbis decreed on her that even unintentionally, she's going to be forbidden. His wife's sister uh, is not, does not forbid his wife, even when it's amazing. So therefore, and the rabbis are not going to decree, even in an unintentional case, because it wasn't even forbidden on the rice level. How do you know that when a man has relations with his wife's sister, that his wife is not forbidden to him? Only her relations with someone she is forbidden to prohibit her to her husband, but not the opposite. But the relations of her sister don't forbid her to her husband. You might have thought to say, just like in a case you have relations with a lower level prohibition, a married woman is going to prohibit um, to the prohibitor. How much more so in a place where I have relations with a major prohibition, right, with your wife's sister? The one who prohibits should also become prohibited. So therefore, we need a pasuk to tell you not. They both agree a man has relations with his mother-in-law, right? That um, that she that he disqualifies his wife. They're arguing about where she sleeps with his wife's sister, not with his wife's mother. They don't disagree. They don't. Um, everybody agrees. There's no argument, right? When somebody sleeps with his with his wife's sister, that it does not forbid his wife. Where they argue about where he sleeps with his mother-in-law. Originally permitted to all women in the world. She is permitted to all the men in the world. When he gets married, first stage, he makes it forbidden to some people, she makes it forbidden to some people. He makes her forbidden to more people than she made him forbidden to. He prohibits her to all the men in the world. So she only makes it forbidden to her relatives. And just like him, he makes it forbidden to all the men in the world. Congratulations on intention with someone forbidden to her. She doesn't become forbidden to the one who's permitted to her. She who only makes it forbidden to her relatives. Shagag he has relations unintentionally with someone forbidden to him. Doesn't it make sense that he doesn't become forbidden to the one who's permitted to him, to his wife? All of this logic only applies by something done to Shagag unintentionally. How do you know about a kiss done intentionally? Only her relations forbid her. Her sister does not forbid her. Rami says the name of Rish Lakish. My time at Rabbi Yehuda, what's the reason for Rabbi Yehuda? The Sibbath is written, They will be burnt in fire, both he and also them. 
is the entire house going to be burned in, 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 in fire? In other words, this guy is a creep and a sicko, and he sleeps with his mother-in-law. Why does that cause his wife to burn? So clearly his wife is not going to get burned for an act that he did with his mother-in-law. Rather, it means that she becomes prohibited also. I'm going to view that Somebody indeed one time is transgressed transgressed mother-in-law. I would have forbidden your wife to you forever. My Israel, what does it mean when it says in Sakal a lower level provision? Remarrying someone's wife is divorced after she already got married to someone else. You're not allowed to do that, but it's not prohibited with the karis being cut off. Second husband has relations with her, he causes her to become forbidden to the first husband who had divorced her already. And when the second husband has relations with her, right, it's causing her to become prohibited. Make an argument. Remarrying somebody's divorced wife after she already married someone else is different from a marriage of the wife's sister. Because her body has become uh, changed. Whereas when a wife's sister, you have done something to her sister, not to her. And she's also forbidden to most of the world. And the prohibition leaves forever. So it says, it says, her Yavama, right? If you say to someone else, she married someone other than the Yavama, which is prohibited, but now the punishment is correct. Who has relations with someone, then they are forbidden to the Yavam. Um, well, that's different because she has relations with someone and that has an impact on her body. She's forbidden to most people. But Yavama to the brothers. Where this one of the brothers did Maimar. It causes her to become forbidden to the other brothers. Then she has relations with any of the other brothers. Causes her to become forbidden to one of the Neimer. But then why does it say the second one had relations with her? Whether he had relations, even if he just did Neimer, right? just a rabbinic marriage, she also becomes forbidden to other brothers. Must be wrong in Leo's position. It says that you can't do Neimer. No such thing as doing Neimer after the first Neimer. It doesn't have any impact. But even if you just give her the worst documents, it says, it means a Saita. Saita Laman, what do we come out of here? Saita to whom? to her husband. Husband has relations with her. Then it makes it forbidden to the adulterer. My area, why does he have relations with her? Even if he gives her the worst documents. And even if he says, I'm not making her drink. Rather than in a case of a seita to the adulterer. I Esrakahu, that's a light prohibition. Esrakahu, it's a very stringent prohibition. The Haino Eshesish, because that's the case of an Eshesish. She's a married woman. Elamarava, Eshesish, rather means a married woman. So a married woman is a light prohibition. Talking about a married woman. So what do we mean by a light prohibition? One across the prohibition is not prohibited her forever because you can always get divorced from her and then she'll be permitted to others. Tanya Nami Yachi, let write like this as well. Avakana Nama Mishimra Belazar, Eshish, says a married woman, it's the Isser Kao, it's the light prohibition. 
Umab, makim haba al al If in a case we're having relations with someone who's prohibited you on a minor level, she'ina isra isra kol yamav. One that calls the prohibition is not prohibited forever. Nefzar ha isra. The the prohibition still becomes prohibited if his wife um, cheats on him. Haba al isra chamer. The one who has relations with a major prohibition, she'ina isra isra kol yamav. And the one who calls the prohibition prohibits her forever. Ain't it then she'nefzar ha isra? Is it not then obvious that the one because the prohibition should also be something prohibited. Therefore, the Pasik tells us Isa with her. Only her relations forbid. Relations of her sister does not forbid. If you'll say that while the first Tana had taught, a man's wife and his brother in law, they go overseas. He heard they both died, so he ends up marrying his sister. His brother-in-law's wife is going to be forbidden to him because ultimately she slept with another man. But his wife is still going to be permitted to come back to him, even though it was also his, he slept with her sister, that was by mistake, and that doesn't prohibit the wife. Rabbi response to that is, Maybe Rabbi Yassi held that the same way his wife is permitted, his brother-in-law's wife is also permitted. When he is responsive, anyone who doesn't disqualify for others doesn't disqualify for himself. So rather what it means is anytime your brother-in-law's wife is forbidden, his wife is forbidden as well. That makes sense. Anyone Now we understand that anyone is disqualified. But what does the expression mean when it says anyone doesn't qualify? What's the to teach? about the earlier case. This is how Pete Bess, she gets married based on Bess. And Tate say if it's women at carbon. She goes out from her husband, she's exempt from beginning an offering. I'll be them, she gets married based on witnesses. Tate say if she has to leave her husband, she's liable to bring an offering. The power of Bess is strong in that she's going to be exempt from beginning an offering. The first time it says to this, it makes no difference if it was based on witnesses, in, in which case we hold that the brother-in-law's wife is permitted to him. Relation I'll be bad then the Asha's Kisura. Doesn't make them into it's bad then, in which case the brother-in-law's wife is forbidden. In both cases, the first Tana says that he can ultimately go back to his own wife. It's based on Bez in which disqualifies his brother-in-law, then he's also going to be disqualified from his wife. If it's based on witnesses which don't disqualify others, then he's not disqualified either. Rather, it's going on the last part of the Mishnah. So one case is where the woman who has done um, first stage of marriage to and his brother-in-law together go overseas. Where his wife is fully married and his brother-in-law go overseas. The first time it says, Makes the difference if it's his wife and brother-in-law or if it is his or if it is his, um, the full, or uh, just the uh, Arusa, first stage of marriage and brother-in-law. Love is that his brother-in-law's wife is forbidden. His own wife is permitted. said to him, case of his wife and brother-in-law, no one can say that there's a condition in a marriage. How have they been assuming? In which case, he's not going to disqualify for others, and therefore, he's not going to disqualify for himself either. But in the case of a woman, he does the Arison too, and then also his brother-in-law go away. Maybe people would say that there was a condition here. 
In other words, what's different about when it's your first stage of marriage wife and second stage of marriage wife? The difference is first stage of marriage wife, there might be a condition. And therefore, we should be more inclined to have a zera, a decree that will disallow them to get remarried without having any sort of act done, right? And therefore, disqualifies for others, right? Because once he has to do the get, the get now she's disqualified. So to disqualifies for himself. I'm going to says she becomes like a married woman. Shmuel says she's not like a married woman. What I'm about is when a man's brother is getting married to a woman, first stage. And then the brother goes overseas. And he hears that his brother has died. He gets up and he marries his wife. He does evil. Then the brother comes back. Sounds like a married woman. She's forbidden to the brother. She's not like a married woman. She's permitted to him. I know that when Shmuel says Allah is like Rabbi Yitzchak Maybe because he's going to Yitzchak Nafka's understanding. How do you know that he's going on the part of Yitzchak's statement that he's disqualified? But Dilma, I ain't a Paisal. Maybe he's going on a case where he's not disqualified. Inami, additionally, we could say, Maybe he doesn't hold like Ravuna at all. Dilma, less of the Ravuna cloud, there's no other Ravuna. Okay, the Ravuna plague, and he really says that Ravish will argue about Ravuna. Dama Ravuna. A woman who is waiting for Khalid Suyuban to be done to her, who then is Zinsa, she becomes forbidden to the Yavim. Rav says that when she's waiting for Yivam and she has to have either Yivam or Khalid Suyuban to her, and then she sleeps with someone else, she's almost like a married woman, and therefore the fact that she slept with someone else forbids her to the Yavim. She's not like an Ishish, and therefore she does not become prohibited to the Yavim with having Znus with someone else. Okay, we're going to stop over here. The rest of it I leave for you guys to do on Shabbos. Okay. Take care, guys. Be well. Good night.